It's the tip of the spear in the epic battle to defend the United States of America. The National Security Hour exposes the wolves in sheep's clothing and their nefarious plots to undermine and destroy U.S. national security. Welcome to the National Security Hour on the America Out Loud Talk Radio Network on iHeartRadio. The voice of freedom, the out loud truth, where you come to hear military and intel experts. America Out Loud Talk Radio plays on the iHeartRadio Network, and you can also hear us on our media player from any web browser anywhere in the world. We have the best in-class apps available on Apple, Android, and Alexa. That's AAA, where we stream 24-7, and now you too can hear them on the podcast on those same apps. All of our shows go to podcasts typically one or two days after the broadcast is heard live on talk radio. Usually it's one day, but maybe two. You can hear them on Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, and iHeart Podcast, and many more. Be sure to subscribe and rate the show on Apple Podcasts for us. That's very important. Apple has a great way of, of rating these shows, and that puts us up in, you know, up or down in the ranks. So if you do apply on Apple Podcasts, rate it over there. Be sure to make AmericaOutloud.com your, your daily stop for the latest news and happenings. We all must do our part. And share the stories, the articles, and the videos so that we can help secure America's future. And you know we mean that. Okay? So, with liberty and justice for all, as Malcolm says, okay, today we're, going to, we're happy to have on one of the team members of the National Security Hour, which is on five days a week, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. And we are going to have him on as a guest because he's been talking about this for a while on the National Security Hour. He's the voice that you hear on the lead-in of all of our shows with with the tip of the spear on the intro and the great music we want to welcome ed hoglund to the national security hour with colonel mike and dr mike your host today and we're going to review a subject that ed's been writing oh gosh months now and speaking on various podcasts and shows about the cognitive war and if you're not paying attention and you're really not paying attention. And we want to bring on Ed Huglin as a guest. He has his own show weekly on the pod, on the uh, National Security Hour. So, Ed, welcome to the National Security Hour. So it's the three amigos today, and you're going to run around with your book and tell us a little bit about it. Mike and I got some questions. Really good. Uh, you know, I'm looking at the Kindle uh, copy, and it's this really powerful stuff. Now, this is not for the amateur. You know what I mean? you got to have a little bit of common sense to read this thing, because if you don't pay attention, as you see where the country's going, when you have people saying, oh, we're safe, Department of Homeland Security, oh, we're safe. Oh, don't worry, the Atlantic Council, oh, we're safe. And they don't even talk about a border. Ed, welcome to the show. Hey, uh, Colonel Mike, Dr. Mike, thank you very much for having me on here. And I uh, appreciate the opening here. It's great to work with you as team members and, and other members across the America Out Loud News Network. But uh, I think you're spot on right up front and talking about who can read the book and understand the book. I think you have to have at least half a brain. So I think Congress can actually fit into this picture <laughs> and, <laughs> and potentially benefit some. I may be giving them more credit than due, but I, I'm trying to, to trying to be nice here. Well, and if I can just interrupt for one second, I wanted to say that in addition to what the colonel said, I think the book is really useful to people who have been paid attention, have been paying attention over the past half dozen years or more 
and can't haven't integrated yet, it yet and can't really make head and or tails of what's going on. I think your book is really a, a force for order in terms of the, their thinking and a lot of Patriots thinking. So uh, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a very good book and, and you, you should be proud of it. But I think Americans now with, with this book at hand have a good chance to really accept that what they're seeing is really going on. We're being attacked. We're being, uh, you know, uh, uh, marked for destruction. And the, the book really helps a person, at least it helped me order my thoughts. Oh, well, fantastic, uh, Dr. Mike. I really appreciate that, especially coming from a literary giant like yourself. <laughs> uh, I mean, really, I mean, you've, you've been a great analyst and you've written a number of uh, number of bestsellers. And so I really appreciate that. You're welcome, but, you know, sir. Keep... But it's just the truth. It's no it's no smoke being blown at you. It's well, a very it's a, a well put together book. And as you say, you can start you can look here and look there in the book and you're going to get something out of it if you don't want to read in in chronological or in uh uh, chaptorial, I guess, order. No, it's, hey, it's you're right. Go ahead, Colonel Mike. I'm sorry. Oh, Ed, I just want I wanted to say this to the audience today. I'm going to take this right from your book, if you don't mind. It oh, says please. there are only two real options: either we define our desire future and build toward it, or we allow our adversaries to define our future for us. It's very true. And if we fail in this endeavor and ignore reality. We welcome eventual tyranny, and we're almost there now. And it's time to wake up and apply logic and reason to ensure sustained and strategic resilience and security for our republic to avoid unnecessary kinetic wars from which we may not recover. And you always talk about the cognitive war versus the kinetic war, and we're constantly fighting the kinetic war. So we're going to let you speak about your book a little bit. No, no, thank you. So thank you, gentlemen. And matter, matter of fact, you took the words right out of my mouth in terms of the opening here, because as, as uh, Dr. Mike has, has said, uh, for those people, the, the most critical aspect here, if we don't awaken to what's happening here, and the reason I wrote the book is because most people are unaware. And if you're unaware, you're unarmed and you can't fight back. But as Dr. Mike and you made note in the opening, you have to start believing what you see. There's too many ills and evils happening here concurrently, and they're not just uh, a random acts. They're thought out. They're well-planned, and they're well-executed. You know, and so the, the reason I wrote this book, in, in all sincerity, is two primary reasons. For first is, just as you said up front here, uh, doc, uh, doc, uh, Dr. Mike and Colonel Mike, is we need to avoid unnecessary kinetic wars. And right now, the path that we are on and the only hammer we have is kinetic. And so we continue to want to use that. Well, look at the colonial pipeline disaster and magnify that by a thousandfold. And you can realize what will happen if we get into a real kinetic war. The other real reason, which is what, what uh, uh, Colonel Mike was just talking about, is we need to ensure the resilience and security of a republic not just now, but for future generations. But people fail to realize that we're in this ongoing cognitive war, which has been going on for a long time. And the radical opposition has fine-tuned their strategy and their tactics and procedures. And so most people view what's going on as chaotic, they're confused, or they're terrorized. 
And this is exactly the intent of the radical left is to cause chaos, confusion and terror. Why? Because it causes you, American people, to shut down, to wonder what you can do. And it's time to fight back. And that's what this book is meant to do, is to help people understand from an insider's perspective. I spent four decades in the national security arena, and I watched how a, a wonderful group of folks who true patriots worked. But concurrently, I watched how top leadership across the CIA, the DNI, the DOD, all weaponized national security against the country. Why? to advance absolute power for absolute power control and sake. Now, you could think that's hyperbole, but take a look at what happened in Venezuela, take a look at what happened in other countries, and then take a look at what's happening across America here, and you would have called me insane if I told you one of those things happening this next year would occur. The 2016 dossier and the soft coup, or anything that from there on forward, COVID and the shutdowns, it's all part of the same game plan. Well, in chapter two, in chapter two, you talk about a warning for all ages. And if you want to touch on that a little bit, it's really, really good. <clears throat> oh, yes. Yes. Thank you. So then in the simplest form, the cognitive war is a war between good and evil. It, it's a battle that's going on since our creation, mankind's creation. And we have to understand that. And when I wrote this, this book, and I wrote the initial paper for it back in, in, in 2018 and, and published a paper in 2019. I wrote a warning for all ages. It's very, in my perspective, prescient based on what we've been seeing here going on with the COVID, with what's happening with China and everyone else. And so the basic warning is, is simple in form. Unless we adjust our future to account for the paradigm shifts that have occurred under our feet, our nation and its intelligence operation once again waking too late to a different reality, which is likely to end badly with significant long-term impacts to our nation's security and place as world leader. And in that, I projected that such a negative and reactive outcome to occur either because we lost a cognitive war totally, our adversaries succeed in undermining our institutions and democratic foundation to such an extent they are no longer viable or because our efforts to counter in the cognitive domain come too late. And I closed by saying back then, if we fail to act in the cognitive domain, we will likely end up in a major kinetic conflict resulting in devastating outcomes and physical and human toll from which recovery is questionable. Now, since I wrote that warning, it continues to be a warning for all ages because look what's happened. Right after I wrote that warning in 2019, COVID came. And what happened with COVID? The dystopian Democrat radical left used it to subjugate, lie to the American people and shut us down. Look what happened prior to that in 2016 with the soft coup from Hillary in the dossier. And look what's happened since then across America in the chaos, confusion and tyranny that's going on. Now, this book speaks to both the domestic cognitive war and the global cognitive war. And, and I touch on a number of different aspects of the global cognitive war as well relates to Russia and China. All right. So, Mike, you can, you go in. Right. I'm sorry I cut you off, I think. before. No, no, that, that's fine, Colonel. I was just going to make the point that if, if Americans still have a hard time believing that the government and especially the politicians at the top of the government and its agencies are their enemies, 
we just celebrated the nine or not celebrated, but honored, except for Biden, uh, the, the deaths of 3000 Americans in, in uh, September of 2001. And we still do not have access to the to the documents on which the 9-11 Commission report was made, even though those documents were redacted specifically so they could be delivered to the American people in a form that they could understand and they could read. And for me, that brings the whole interpretation of 9-11 into question. I know what they got because I was a big part of it and I was a big part of the redaction of it. And you, you have to come to the point where you say 22 years later, why haven't we seen the proof of what they said was the story behind the attack and why the attack occurred. It's it's a monumental um, warning signal, I think, that's that lays out there, and people don't want to believe it, but it's it's true. They no no American living except someone who was inside or someone who helped to cover up uh, what happened knows the true story of 9-11. Not the families of the dead, not the people working in the government for the most part, not for most Americans. And I and, and it, this is nine, this is twenty two years later, and as Ed has written so cogently in this book, time is short. And if you don't come to grips and believe what you see, we're in very bad shape. And it leads, you know, ultimately it leads to the enemy pressing the point we're going to have to fight them. So what we want to avoid is that fight. But my God in heaven, you got to wake up. Well, a absolutely. And, and on that, uh, Dr. Mike, people don't believe what they see in the fact that the Chinese government has now murdered over 1.3 million Americans. Our intelligence community completely failed, completely failed in terms of identifying what was happening with the China flu and COVID. Whereas South Korea and Taiwan shut down almost instantaneously. We did not. And so I speak about that in the book. I mean, it is the greatest intelligence failure in the world. And we lost 3,000 people and children, men, women, and children on 9-11. But in just the last couple of years, we've lost 1.3 million Americans purposely murdered between the fentanyl and between the China COVID flu and what do we see again in terms of a cover-up? Some of the intelligence agencies potentially being bribed to keep their mouths shut and gloss over the fact of where this virus came from. Why are they protecting China? Well, as I also write in the book, because I believe we have a Manchurian president who's fully compromised, not just by China, but also by Russia. And when you look at his administration's actions, from the economy to national security to our defense to the uh, to everything social programs to the open borders you couldn't pay you couldn't pay the former KGB and Soviet spies and you couldn't pay the Chinese spies enough money to do the damage that this one individual is doing within this the last couple of years that has decimated our country and set us back decades Ed, let's let's hold that. We got we're coming down to the last two minutes on the first segment. I want to expand on that because that's a very very valid point. 
they were so concerned. They weren't concerned about 3,000 lives. They made believe, let's say, because if they were, they would have paid these families handsomely, the survivors of the people who died in that 9-11 and who suffered post 9-11 died because of it. But now they pay handsomely to illegals coming across the border uh, to to be housed and and have all kinds of benefits. Right. But also, like you just made that point, death means nothing to them, whether it's 62 million babies, whether it's 3000 and at 9-11. Right. And that, like what you were just saying about fentanyl, if they really were concerned about covid and your health and keeping you alive, then why aren't they concerned about the border? Right. The war on drugs has been going on our whole life. We're old enough to see the, the beginning and we never see the end, right? Because war on drugs is business. All right, we're coming down to the last minute. You're on the National Security Hour. Your host today, Colonel Mike, Dr. Mike. We're so happy to have one of the team members with us, Ed Hoagland. We're discussing the book, The Cognitive War. And you need to get this book, whether you get it in Kindle, hard copy. It'll really enlighten what you think you know or what you already know but put a real focus, a deep focus on what you should know. Ed's been in the intelligence business a long time like Mike. They, they've had full careers. Ed's been in all, all kinds of offices, like he mentioned earlier. So you really want to get his knowledge. All right, we'll see you on the other side. Hey, everyone. This is Nurse Kimberly Overton from Nurses Out Loud. Over time, our cell signaling molecules diminish, leaving us vulnerable to the wear and tear of life. With the Sea of Redox, we can start restoring and revitalizing our body at the cellular level. This is an incredible product that I personally use, and I can attest to seeing fantastic results that have included better sleep, increased energy, improved mood, and a decrease in my joint pain. ASEA supports our immune system and enhances our body's natural ability to repair itself. It's promoting overall well-being so that we can start experiencing a new level of vitality and resilience. It's time to take control of our health by harnessing the power of ASEA. Visit our online store at americaoutloud.shop and use promo code OUTLOUD to save 15% today. How can you improve your odds of staying healthy? The answer is stay healthy with Cofix RX. Who's got time for a cold, strep, a flu, HRV, RSV, or COVID anyhow? Cofix has some great news. Besides being featured as a top five product in the drugstore news, we completed the protocol that you've heard Dr. McCullough talk about. Cofix RX is already famous for a powerful virus hostile nasal solution, and now we have a throat spray too. Crush those nasty germs before they become a problem. With known antiviral support ingredients like povidone iodine, xylitol, and vitamin D3, you can feel a little safer. For a limited time, when you add the new Cofix RX throat spray to your order, you'll receive 25% off the entire purchase. Just click the Cofix RX banner on the America Out Loud website or store. Be sure to use promo code OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Don't forget, OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Here we go. We're back. The National Security Hour with Colonel Mike and Dr. Mike, our guest today. One of the team members on the National Security Hour, Ed Huglin, we're discussing his book, The Cognitive War. And I'd like to uh, have Ed touch a little bit on what the collateral damage is with the illegal cost and the plan, which he speaks about very well. Ed, welcome back. Oh, thanks. Thanks, Colonel Mike. So the book 
is also written because people think this is just not a, a, an average book in terms of just to give you some basic insights. This is an all-out war. And what you understand is, is, as Dr. Mike and Colonel Mike were talking about in the last segment, the feign over the 3,000 deaths in 9-11 and the 1.3 million murdered since then. What you see from that, what you need to believe from that, is you, your families, and your children are viewed as necessary collateral damage in their quest for absolute power. And if you take a look at history, hundreds of millions have been slaughtered, tortured, jailed, okay, and abused in the name of gaining absolute power. And what you're seeing now is the same thing happening. And with the illegals, I'll give you an example of how this cognitive war has played out. Using the illegals, what's the plan there? This is the same plan the Democrats and radical left, I, when I talk about Democrats, I mean the far left radical Democrats, the progressives. Because I know a lot of Democrats that are good friends and good patriots as well, but this is the far left progressive left. What's their plan? Well, their plan's the same as they laid it out during the Reagan years. First of all, they applaud ignoring the law, NASA security, and legal citizens. They give you short shrift. Then if you complain about the borders, they cry racism. You're a racist. doesn't matter what color your skin is. You're a racist. And then as you're seeing now, they cry for help. They want more federal assistance because they can't help with the influx. While your schools, your health care centers, your social welfare systems, and your police are overwhelmed by what will be now 200,000 people per state by the end of Biden's term. That's 10 million illegals. That's 200,000 people for every one of the 50 states. Or in more simple terms, 10 cities of 20,000 people put in every one of your 50 states. You think that makes a difference? Because Ed, I want to break in it. here a second. And yes. I want to break in here a second. For the guys in the red states, you listening that are in red states, and Mike and I spoke about it. Ed's always said this number. Do you realize what that is? That can change your city your town, your county, overnight, from solid red to purple, maybe to blue. What do you say, Mike? Yeah, absolutely. That's the point. The point is to, to in the first place, Ed is very correct, and, and no, no one seems to be willing to say it, but the, the idea is to crack and break and shatter whatever social uh, supports we've built in this country that have been largely acceptable to everyone, whether it's Social Security or Medicare or whatever it is. They're trying to break those, and they've done it. They've done it in New York. They've done it in Los Angeles and San Francisco and Chicago. Uh, it, it is it is a, is a dreadful thing that they're doing. They're also bringing in people to replace us, to replace the majority, uh, or, uh, the white majority, certainly, the Christian majority. And uh, they, this is as dastardly a program as uh, you can possibly imagine, certainly the most dastardly in American history. And uh, we don't, s for some reason, we can't see it. I think sometimes people get mad because they think, well, how, what's he seeing? And, and part, part of it's the answer. Too many people watch the mainstream media, I think. Yes. If you spend an hour a day on the alternate media, the best of the alternate media, you'd understand this country is under a desperately severe and serious attack. It's not not just its people, but its existence as an entity, as a republic. 
Well, let, let, between Mike and Ed, <clears throat> let's just put this uh, as a sampler on the table, okay? As I always say, peel the onion. They always tell you, we don't have enough money <clears throat> for Social Security. It's going to be a tough wine. We have to figure out what we're going to do, right? Ed? Next 10 years, oh, yeah. next five years. What are we going to do about Social Security? Now, these are the people, they're telling the people who work the hardest that really put a dollar in when the dollar was still worth maybe 75 cents or whatever. You know what I mean? And, and they're saying, well, you know, to give them a 1%, 2%, a COLA, whatever, cost of living increase, whatever, you know, it, to get them to 1500 or 1600 it's going to be really tough. You know, we're going to. We're going to have to really pound that <clears throat> that sand with the uh, with the other the other side of the aisle to get that across. But as soon as you have an open border, the spigot opens up four thousand a month for housing and medical care with that. You don't even get free because you, you <clears throat> were born and raised yeah. here or naturalized. Right. Or served in the military. And then, oh, gee, we don't have for the veterans, but we'll we'll try to do our best, you know, and like what's like you're saying now, what's going on in the cities. 200,000 per, per state, and then you're going to have all the benefits, and now it's costing billions to house and benefit these people. So there's the cognitive war. They're telling you one thing when it comes to you, who were born and raised here or naturalized here, and for them, no problem. For Ukraine, 100 billion, eh, just a snap. It's like having a cup of coffee. Yeah, you need another 10 billion? We'll be there next week. So there, that's the reason you got to get the book. Go ahead, Ed. No, absolutely. And that's why in the book takes a strategic perspective. It looks at the forest for the trees. It doesn't look at the tree. Okay. And it gives that strategic perspective. And to, to Dr. Mike's point, okay, this whole effort purposely planned, as I was talking about, in terms of the steps they're taking, is once they ask for the federal spending, and I'll come to that again in a second here, then they'll say you're racist for not supporting that. But what do they do next? Then they call for amnesty, taxes, and voting rights. And if you remember in the 2016 and 2020 election, the the progressive radical Democrats, every one of them raised their hand to provide free health care, uh, education, and social services. For who? For illegals. Not for you, legal tax-paying American citizens. And to Dr. Mark's point, so they're trying to break the norms for uh, and trying to drive dependency. Why? Because once they've destroyed Social Security, once they've destroyed those norms, everyone becomes a dependent on the new 21st century plantation of dependency, the new slavery plantation that the progressive Democrats are putting in place for you, Americans. And lastly, in terms of the cost, those 10 million Americans, I mean, 10 million illegals coming across the border in the four years of Biden, Everyone will have probably two children at least. So that's 30 million within a decade. Add that to the 30 million who are here and with their children. And you're talking close to 90 million. 90 million is a 25% of the U.S. population that's going to be living free off the society. And how the hell do you think they're going to vote? Well, that's going to be Venezuela right there, because this is the reason that they love promoting abortion. We're now up to 62 million babies in America aborted. Predominantly, I, I think the majority would be uh, blacks, okay? And they got all the whites convinced with the blacks to have abortions. But somehow or another, they're bringing in people that don't believe in abortions, that like you say, they're going to have two or three children, right? And that's how you get to the numbers to, uh, to a majority of non-whites, which is what the goal is. And you, could, if you, you know, it, 
I don't think you had to be in the intel community to understand it. But if, like you say, if you look at Venezuela, you look at Cuba, right? Yeah. You can see what they're doing. And these guys just, they have a label called Republican or Democrat or a, a, a Republican form of government or democracy. They use these labels. And, and but it, what the, the end goal here is to be socialist, Marxist, communist and collapse the American uh, society, the American government, the American way of life. Because like Nikita Khrushchev said many years ago, we'll destroy them with, from within. We'll use their own their own uh, laws and their own uh, terminologies, and we'll use everything we can. And they're doing it. And why? Because we have people like Biden and others on Capitol Hill who are devout socialists, Marxists, and communists. You, you can't get around it. There's no no other way to say it. But so the two key points on that. What one is the first one is is it's it's not necessarily about changing this country from white to brown. Because when you take a look who's coming across the border, it's from across the world. They they could care less who comes across as long as they're dependents, as long as they're creating dependents. And that's why you're seeing the black community in America and Hispanic community in America start to waken up because the poor blacks, which represent only around eight to nine million Americans below the poverty line, the Democrats use that as a false cludgeon. Because there's three times the number of whites in poverty than there are blacks. But if you address the poverty issues, this is part of the whole cognitive war as well. If you address poverty as a human issue, you can't do that by the progressive Democrats because you take away the racist cludgeon. But why is it that you have for that percentage of blacks who are in poverty now, which is lower than it was in 1959? Even though there's threefold increase in black population in America, the number of blacks below the poverty line is far substantially lower. It's because they use it as a false narrative, a cludgeon against anyone who wants to try to address real cultural issues in America, whether it be poor blacks, poor whites, or others. Mike? Yeah, the one thing, too, I think is very clear is that they're not, they, they absolutely tell us what they're doing and we don't seem to hear it or we can't accept it or process it. The, you know, we, I watched the other day that uh, Mayorkas uh, testifying. He basically dared the Congress to try to impeach him. You gave him the middle finger. Yeah, oh, ex yeah, exactly right. And if you want to exactly listen to a source of news that is, is 100% lies. If you listen to it every day, you would know, exactly what's not true about the United States is the Anti-Defamation League. They are in the business of completely lying to Americans about Americans uh, that were terrorists, that were Catholic traditionalists, whatever that means, that were uh, anti- That means you like the Latin mass. Yeah. The whole business, they put out, their their media people, are perfectly willing to tell us how much they hate us and what they're going to do about it. And yet we're still in this position. Yes. <clears throat> and and you can add to that the whole mainstream media, which in the book I, I highlight the fact that our mainstream media is no longer the, frame, uh, the free press. It's no, not it hasn't the fifth been a column of the, 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 the propaganda horse. 
Yeah, Ed, who could we blame for that? Mike and Ed, who could we blame for that? Naturally, we have to blame both parties, the Uniparty, because for years, when back in the 90s, I used to run around the hill and say, hey, why don't you defund this thing? It's $500 million. When you look at a PBS show, and I look at them all yeah. the time because I like to know what they're saying, all right? And they tell you what they're saying, and, and they want you to know it. They're not hiding, all right? I used to say it years ago. You have four people on the panel. You have five people on the panel. And, Ed, how they subvert it is they say an author. They'll put a name out there, you know, Charlie Swindle, right? And they'll say author of the book. But they don't tell you he works for the Washington Post. If you look him up, you know he works for the Post, right? They'll say they're authors or they're on a council or they're on some kind of think tank. But they're all they're all involved somehow within the Washington Post establishment, okay? So they have, you know, many hats. Yeah, and that's how they – go ahead. I'm sorry. Good. No, I was I was just going to support that, and I I also think that what we saw at the turn of the twentieth century was the the professionalization of so many uh, 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 occupations. You know, when in the in the, the the best newspaper men of the of the nineteenth century were people who decided that's what they wanted to be, and they set about writing or founding their own small newspapers. Since the turn of the century. Uh, the production of journalists has become the, the purview of the elite universities, especially the Ivy League. And they're 100% aligned with the New World Order and the climate changers and the Democrats. The reason you get it is because um, they're all they're all elitists. They don't give a damn about what people are, are hurting for. How many, how, ma- how many people have sent, how many ma- mainstream media companies have sent people to Maui? to find out what the hell really happened there. They don't care. They want to hide that. And and that's, I think I've said it once to, before to you, I think the, one of the most tragic things that happened in the U.S. military in, in my lifetime was sending, uh, you know, colonels or, 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 or brigadiers or other levels of generals to the Ivy League for a year. That's like a lobotomy for a year. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys we're coming down the last three minutes i just want to put this out there eddie and and mike okay uh joe biden was a an early member of the council for a livable world sounds beautiful doesn't it hey let's come by uh, let's all get together you got to peel the onion on this one guys because council for a livable world is just a subversion of communism in a new form all the guys are one world orders and it's uh, let's get together and make one world government. And it'll all be nice because we could steal all the money we want once we're in power. Now, they worked hard at this. And that's why you got to get the cognitive war, the book, because for you young people, you don't understand. This has been going on for 75 years, you know, and now they're just hyperspeed. That's what they're doing. So we got two minutes. Who wants to take it? Well, I just I thought it, it's worth saying that the book itself is is uh, uh not only a description and an analysis and a and a and a reasoned conclusion about what uh, what has been done, but it's excellent in in discussing how to fix it. Uh, it the, the hour is getting close that it's not fixable, but it's still there's still time. And and uh, Colonel Hoagland does an extraordinary job in suggesting how people locally and off their own hook can do things that can begin to turn the tide. So maybe when we come back, we can focus on that. Okay, Ed, you got another minute and a half. Go ahead. 
Okay, great. So, so let me come back to Dr. Mike's point about the left telegraphing the plan. He is absolutely right. If you listen, if you read the Washington Post, you look at the mainstream media, they telegraph their plan ahead of time. They do trial balloons. What was the most recent trial balloon? New Mexico, where the governor suspended the Second Amendment rights, right, for a small group. They're testing the waters. When you if you look back at the 2020 election, what were they testing then? Antifa and BLM. Remember, mm -hmm. every American city was boarded up. If Trump won that election and the fraud didn't occur, okay, which he did, but the fraud occurred. But if he was able to get in place, they were ready to riot throughout the United States to what to call anarchy to bring the city down. The summer of love was a trial balloon to see how they could get away with destroying America. $2 billion in damage. Who's been arrested since? Everything they do is planned. Everything they do is telegraphed. And they never mentioned the church across the street from the White House on fire where they had to rush Trump underground. That's nothing. That has nothing to do with insurrection or revolution. That was just a little fire that broke out while they were having a barbecue at Lafayette Park. Absolutely. Right, we're down to the last minute. Here we go. We're going to the other side. Final segment coming up. You're on the National Security Hour. AmericaOutloud.news is beaten to the pulse of our nation. We know when you're angry, troubled, misled, joyful, and thankful. We know you because we are you. Join us as we explore the most important issues of our time. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. You've heard Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company discuss the harmful effects of spike protein in your body. And now they found the solution, the miracle enzyme natokinase. Their spike support formula contains natokinase, the most compelling and scientifically supported approach to safely clear spike protein out of the body. What's more, spike support is optimized with other all-natural, non-GMO ingredients, like dandelion root, to help prevent spike protein from binding to your cells. Everyone should take daily spike support so you can feel your best. America Out Loud listeners can go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. For 25 years, Global Healing has proudly produced the highest quality supplements and cleansing programs that are rooted in nature and backed by science. Get 15% off all of our products using code OUTLOUD. Global Healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. Welcome back to the National Security Hour. Our guest today, Ed Hoagland, one of the team members of the National Security Hour. He has a show every week on the National Security Hour, AmericaOutloud.com, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Today we're having him on as a guest, Dr. Mike and Colonel Mike, because he has this very important book that he's got. He's worked so long on it, The Cognitive War. We're having a whole good discussion about this cognitive war and why it's important 
and why you need to know more. Because as you know, all of you on Twitter, Gab, all the social media, Facebook, we're coming up on another election. They're charging Donald Trump with all kinds of charges for lawfare. They know he can win hands down. The establishment right now is showing Nikki Haley's the only one that can beat Joe Biden, which you know is a lie. You know, she is a part of the military industrial complex. We just found that out just a few days ago. She went from uh, less than $90,000 in, um, I guess, net worth to $15 million. Imagine that. And Trump put her in the uh, ambassador position. So it's, you know, it's the swamp, you know, turnstile. When you come out, you always cash out. So here's a lady that's crying. You know, we need more war. There's not a war she wouldn't like to get involved in. But let's get back with Ed. This is our final segment. Don't forget, we're on 7 p.m. Monday to Friday. Ed Huglin, what would you like to discuss next with Dr. Mike and I? Well, I think Dr. Mike made a good uh, foray to talk about then the solutions aspect in this book here. Because just as you're touching about, uh, the critical aspect, the most critical aspect that I think we need to do in this next uh, election, as well as the outcome from the election, regardless of whether we win or not, we need to completely overhaul the NASA security apparatus. Now, people forget back before Trump was elected, when the dossier first came out, I reached out to members of the Trump team as they're going into the office, and I tried to warn them that this was a traditional, and, and Dr. Mike can correct me if I'm wrong, but traditional CIA op. CIA has undertaken ops against its own government more successful than any other ops. And in this case here, the trifecta, what I call the three stooges of Brennan, Clapper, and Comey, used a false dossier, okay? And the reason I knew it was a setup and coup is because when you take a look at that false dossier, the press figured out within a couple of days that it was paid for by the Hillary Clinton campaign. But here you have the top man and top men in intelligence community bringing us to the president, knowing it's unvalidated and unverified, then leaking it to the press. So that's one. The aspect, other aspect, 1.3 million murdered by China flu and a bit, another the biggest intelligence failure ever. If we don't overhaul, as I told him before Trump got in in 2016, if you do not overhaul the national security apparatus, we may never see another conservative win the White House again. And I've been talking about this for 20 freaking years with a variety of different audiences who would listen. But they all looked at me with a crazy eyeball until 2016 happened. And now we see what the reality is. And so one of the key aspects is we have to overhaul the national security apparatus, the national security personnel system and the civil service personnel system. Those are three specific areas I talk about in the book. Dr. Mike? I think that's exactly right. And I think it has to be, unfortunately, uh, the rules of removing people uh, have to be made much easier for the president to do. I personally think than anyone hired by uh, uh, Bush, um, by Obama, maybe even all the way back to Clinton, and certainly under Biden, uh, you have to fire all of them because they're all going to be sleepers. They're all indebted to to uh, uh, the Democratic Party for their jobs. And, and even if the Democrats are out in the boonies, they're still going to call on these people to do things to cack up the way government works. And uh, it's to the detriment of Americans. And it's it's this is not I, I think Americans have to understand this is not a kick the bums out 
and, and put in a new president. It certainly put in a new president, but it's going to be his job, the most gigantic job ever in American history, to clean out the the the, the stables. And it's it's not just uh, get rid of all the leadership. It's to find out who can lead, who can stay, and the rest has to go. It might indeed be hurtful to our intelligence and our military system for for a period of time. But you, if you do it, if you do a surface cleaning, it'll look good, but it'll still be poisonous as hell. You're absolutely right. And I'll give you an example. Okay, from inside, and I've watched this happen purposefully. Okay, over my four decades in the intelligence community, I watched whether it was at CIA, whether it was DOD, over at DIA, Energy, whatever. What happens is these miscrints at the top put in place additional miscrints who underneath them who comply, the lemmings. And they build this and forge this coalition that is layers deep. And when you remember Denny Blair, the DNA, DNI got fired, right? Kicked out. Yeah. And they put in Jimmy Clapper. Well, his deputy then came in place and the CIA did what they couldn't do before. She put in place a rotational and, and a system in by which all the deputies across the community were identified as rotational thoughts. And who did she fill them with? She filled them with all CIA people. Yep. So all, every one of the 16 intelligence organizations. And so as, as Dr. Mike said, it's layered and it is deep. And for Trump, DeSantis, or whoever wins the election, if you think you're going to do like Dr. Mike says, just a simple house cleaning, then you're nuts. And that's why in the book, I try, try to lay this out in specific detail about how you have to do this cleaning and wire brushing and basically an enema for the American national security system. <laughs> <laughs> and because what I talk about in there is the critical but boring stuff. How do you think the far radical left took over our school systems, our education systems, our school councils, the and everything else? It's the critical but boring stuff. It's the policy. It's the city councils. It's the HR policies inside the community and stuff. Okay. That's how they've done it because that's the stuff people want to deal with. But that's how they've taken and put their people in place and have built these different legions of folks. And that's when you see, as Dr. Mike said, you may remove and scrape off some barnacles at the top, but they're layers deep and it's hard to remove them all. And the Democrats have something on every one of them. You know, if, if they if they become a, a whistleblower or a wild card, it, it's 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 not it's dangerous for them. Well, it so, is absolutely dangerous. Yeah. I was I was I'm sorry, Colonel Mike. No, no, you go right ahead. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry, well, I, I didn't was, hear the Colonel. Oh, okay. I was a whistleblower myself because I found out nefarious things are going on and the Office of the Director of National Intelligence, and I was the Assistant Inspector General for Inspections for the intelligence community. I chaired a committee of all the AIG for inspections for the whole intelligence community. And I found a nefarious action taking place underneath the DNI, enabled by him and by his intelligence community Inspector General. And I was subsequently removed. And so in the book, I talk about the need to overhaul the Whistleblower Protection Act because Dr. Mike's exactly right. If you're a whistleblower, you're basically committing career suicide or actual suicide because some people are pressured then so significantly they do just that. 
And so they have to completely overhaul that system because right now, the people who are doing whistleblowers, they're, they put their career and their lives and their income on the line completely. And that should not be necessary. Absolutely. I, I agree with you 100%. It's a shame because the Congress, the, there should be laws to protect these people. And you're right. A lot of people, they just destroy their lives. Well, they don't want to get their staffers to have the same idea about whistleblowers, I suppose, Colonel. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, but we're coming. I guess this is our final segment, Ed. Let's do another chapter because we've covered a lot of base here. And pick a chapter where you would like to discuss. I think we don't want to give the whole thing away. It's just too oh, yeah. much goodies in there. But pick one more. Well, we, we tip the chapter on public service and the oath of office. Go ahead. Because in, in this aspect here, in this chapter, I write about the fact that it is in the Constitution. The oath of office is written in the Constitution. And when you take the office, oath of office <clears throat> to defend and support the U.S. Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic, every federal officer, every military officer, every civil servant takes this oath, including members of Congress. But we don't hold them accountable for upholding their oath. I'll give you an example. Adam mm -hmm. Schiff. Okay. And I like to use a cognitive warfare experiment where, because Adam Schiff is a piece of Schiff. <laughs> he really is. And, and it's within FCC guidelines to use his last name. So I think that one cognitive warfare experiment that I'd like people to think about is every time you see someone who lies or you can't believe something you see, say, that's a lion. That's a that's a piece of shift, or you're a lion piece of shift. Adam shift that mm -hmm. is right because he needs to be remembered for holding two impeachments with Pelosi and stuff based on lies. It was all lies. Exactly. Exactly. And these district attorneys who took an oath, who are releasing the felons and stuff, they can be fined, they can be jailed, and they be, can be precluded from running for public office again. And look at the president of the United States. He took that same oath. But yet, when COVID hit Biden, what did he do? He created super spreader events. And then in the middle of the night, he put those super spreader illegal aliens on planes and shipped them to red states. That's biological warfare. Mm -hmm. Biological warfare by the president of the United States. And then he blamed the Republicans for the increases and in spikes in COVID in their states. But no one's called him out on this. This is this is where I talk about the fact that you know you are collateral damage. They weaponized that virus and used it for political purposes to then murder and kill other Americans with the virus, and no one's saying anything about it. And so when you take and look at that chapter on the oath of office, and under U.S. Code Title 18, it gives you specific punishments, and it includes the definitions of treason, insurrection, and subversion. Which you're well, seeing in spades right now. Wouldn't wouldn't it be advantageous for someone to get the book and read that and then use it to see if we still have a conf constitution, Ed, no? Well, exactly right. Now, the key thing here, I think, Dr. Mike, you and, you and Colonel Mike brought this up before. Who can enforce this? It doesn't need to be the federal justice system, sheriffs, and district attorneys at the state level. They can make two people can make the accusation. These people can arrest them, hold them and try them for abrogation of their oaths of office 
and put them in jail and require them to pay fines and preclude them from public office. But you don't need the federal justice system to do this. This is where states need to exercise their authorities and rights and start prosecuting these individuals for not upholding their oath of office. Excellent point. Yeah. Excellent Absolutely. point. And it was, that was the most inspiring thing I've seen recently is that sheriff in, in New Mexico saying, you know, no, told, tell the governor to go stick it in her ear. When she tried to, you know, abrogate the Second Amendment. Yeah, like like Eddie says, Mike. Eddie says these are all little balloons they throw up. Yep. You know, without and they've been doing it. They've been doing it since uh, they took the election from Trump. Well, Ed's book. Ed's book is a necessary read. Well, thank thank you, gentlemen. The, The 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 aspect of that chapter and the Title 18 goes into a variety of different subject areas, okay, from defunding the police, uh, the taxes and inflation aspect, as as, uh, Dr. Mike talked about, the destroying the Social Security, the Medicare, and other aspects like that. You know, all these different activities here, many of them are extra-constitutional, unconstitutional, like the New New, New Mexico governor took. Mm -hmm. But they do these without accountability. And the Republicans and conservatives sit there playing tic-tac-toe while the progressive radical left playing a blood sport for absolute power. So unless they wake up to realize they're in an actual war, a cognitive war, which includes kinetics and irregular warfare, but unless they wake up to that fact and stop thinking this is just politics, then we will surely lose our country. I think you're absolutely right. And you know what? Did you notice any big pushback? From any Republicans in the House or the Senate, Ed, I didn't see any. I didn't see any notices. I didn't see any 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 calls, any uh, accusations or hearings called for for the, the New Mexico governor to come in and, and address that. I did see a, a local state state senator say that she should be impeached and rightfully so. Almost mm-hmm. immediately, they should do that. Well, but the you know, whole of the party, Republican Party, should be on board with that. Yeah. But it's crickets. Well, the Fox, the uh, the House Fox media whores that love to go on Fox, you know, get in the green room yes. and get the grapes and the oranges. Um, they they weren't even on Fox barking. You know, uh, I, I think Judge Janine came out and said something about it because, you know, she's a judge and she understands it. But, you know, other than that, you know, it was like, hey, what's the uh, Yankee game doing today? You know, is there yeah. anything anything we could buy in the stock market? Is Elon stock going up or anything like that? You know? Because that's the other thing, you know, you get if they're in there, they're vetted, what, 13 years, buck 75, you know, salary, which is nothing, you know, plus yeah. the golden parachute. But the, the whole game is inside of trading. Yeah. The, the system's totally rigged against us. You know and, what I'm saying? And a key key to that point, though, in, in the book, I also address that is that we have to move from this myopic four year, what we call a strategy. We have to go to a long term strategy. Is as you pointed out right up front, Colonel Mike, if we're not defining their future and then driving towards it, we defer others to define our future for us. Mm-hmm. And right now, ask any American, what is our desired future for Russia and Eastern Europe for the next hundred years? For China and Asia. Okay, you'll hear crickets. Well, why is that? Because they're in the here now payoff game, as you just said. They want to get the instant gratification, get the instant pay, and they're bankrupting our country, which is now over $33 trillion in debt. 
in just the last 15 years, we accumulated that debt in the last 15 years. Mm -hmm. We're down to the last two minutes. You know, that's, you know, if we were to get a financial advisor, a real smart guy who would come in and say, Hey, here's the situation. Here's the, the financial situation in America. They would say, look, you got to do a chapter 11. You're bankrupt. Right. And I think at this point, since everybody's tapped us and we've allowed our government to give this money around the world, anybody we owe money to (laughs) just say, Hey guys, uh, just got it. Since you guys joined the bricks, it may be a little bit easier for us now. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to bankrupt. Yeah, that's right. We're going to bankrupt and we're going to reorganize. We're going to come under a new chapter or whatever you call it, 7, 11, 13, whatever you want to call it, but we're not paying anybody. Okay. We're not paying anybody. It's over. We'll restructure the finance. We'll call you. We'll get we'll get in touch with you as soon as everything's straightened out. That's the way I would handle it. I'd get a, a genius to come in to to restructure the government and say, well, all that thirty trillion dollars, all that stuff, we gave it to you anyway, right? And we're paying interest on it. So the American people are saying, here's our middle finger there today, and it's over. We got one minute, Ed. I got to say it. It was great talking with you. The book. I hope it, it's a great success. I wish you well. Always great to be on the team with you. Love the lead in the tip of the spear. Hey, <laughs> we're on the National Security Hour with our friend here, team member Ed Hoagland. It was a great conversation. Remember, thanks for joining us on the mission. The National Security Hour is the tip of the spear in the epic battle to defend the United States of America. And we mean that. And we'll see you next week. <laughs>